Good morning. This is In the Know by Diane Schindler, dianeabroad.com. It's Sunday morning in Amelia Island. It's quarter to 10. It's raining. It's a great day to read a novel, I think. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. I'm going to read chapter three from my novel, Just a Girl. Before we get to that, let me tell you that I have finally put a title on my podcast show. I've done 10 or 12 podcasts. They are so fun. And just this week, I took a podcasting class online, learned so much, and we're still in the middle of that class. In the process of following the assignments, I created a title, just um, in the know, And I have been picked up by the podcasting show in the know has been picked up by six or eight organizations that are broadcasting the show. Actually, I can't even I don't even know all of what those organizations are. Uh, And I haven't had time to kind of get a hold of that. But I do know it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. It just goes on and on. So now I have a lot of work to do. Just a Girl is a novel that I wrote and published in 2017. It's a coming-of-age fiction. It's about Paula. Paula is the protagonist. And the the, um, sort of subtitle of Just a Girl is this, a coming-of-age novel about innocence, isolation, love, heartbreak, and discernment. Amazon ranked Just a Girl sixth best coming-of-age fiction for 2017. I'm honored to share that with you. I read this chapter, chapter three, chapter three, when I was in Thailand at um, an expat book club, a writer's group, actually. And um, I was just honored to have an opportunity to read this chapter and was, frankly, overwhelmed with the positive comments I received. When I read it out loud to this group and when I listened to their comments, I realized it was a very good example of what this book is about and how this book reads This is chapter three. Rachel, at this time of in the novel, is six years old, and her that's Paula is six years old, and her older sister Rachel is age nine. Rachel, age nine, had a cavity. Paula, even at six years old, complained that a back tooth hurt. It was their first dentist appointment for both girls. The dentist said, Rachel's tooth can be saved. It's a shame to pull at Paula's. And Paula's is a baby tooth, but it's not ready to come out on its own. I I can pull them if that's what you want, but I do not recommend it. Her daddy said, I didn't have a cavity till the army. They cleaned my teeth and all went to hell. Had to pull every tooth and get false teeth after that. That That's going to happen to these kids too. And I'm not going to throw money away. Just, so just pull them. The girls didn't even cry when that big needle appeared in front of their faces. Their daddy was watching. They knew better. 
After he pulled their teeth, the dentist stuffed the holes with a narrow cylinder of tight white cotton. Paula sucked on it, swallowing the blood as they walked from the highfalutin west side of Jefferson, Ohio, back to the working class east side of the greater Miami River, all the way across to the center of the high Main Street Bridge. The early morning storm made the river dark and ugly. Waves crashed against the moldy, aged concrete. The gray clouds, the swirling wind, and the spray from the passing cars added to the already eerie, frightening scene. Paula's heart raced with both excitement and fear, but she, but she couldn't help herself. She just had to look. Too small to look over the the bridge barriers, Paula poked her head through the narrow space between the concrete posts to see roaring, muddy waters swirling with logs and branches and trash. She spat the blood-stained cotton cylinder out of her mouth and watched the wind push it sideways, down, lower and lower, as if in slow motion until it finally disappeared before reaching the water. She squealed when she nearly lost her knitted cap to a sharp whack of wind. She pulled herself back out of the opening to put her hat back on her head just in time to see her daddy pick Rachel up under her arms. He lifted her up over the bridge concrete barrier and held her in the air above the dirty water far below. Eyes wide with terror, Rachel screamed and begged him to put her down. He continued to dangle her. Paula was petrified. Any moment might make him lose his grip. She looked closely into his face. Her daddy didn't look mad. Is he smiling? She asked herself. The more Rachel wailed, the wider the smile. Paula tugged on his coat. Daddy, please stop. Daddy, please stop. Finally, he lifted Rachel up higher and over onto the safe pavement. Her sister stood with her knees locked, face sweaty and flush, mucus-covered fists in her mouth, muffling her sobs. Paula was calm, but, but only for a moment. She felt herself being lifted over the bridge, too. She stopped breathing. No, she said to herself. He wouldn't kill me. My daddy would never drop me, let me fall, let me drown. Still, she was terrified. She didn't know what to do. But but somehow, somehow, she knew what not to do. Don't cry, she said to herself. Don't look down. Look at him. She made herself look into his eyes. He looked back, but he didn't put her down. Be still, she said to herself. No blinking, no blinking. Laughing out loud now, finally, he put her down and it was over. They walked all the way home in silence except for Rachel sniffing. No one talked about what happened that day on the bridge. Paula had nearly forgotten all about it until a few weeks later when it happened again. They walked to the middle of the bridge, and just as before, 
her daddy picked Rachel up and over the concrete barrier, suspending her dangerously over the thrashing water below. Her coat flapped against her legs in the wind, and again Rachel screamed and cried louder than before. Shh, Paula said to herself. He wouldn't mean to. He wouldn't kill your sister on purpose. He chuckled and placed her sister down safely on the sidewalk. Still panicked, Rachel continued to wail. Paula said to herself, get ready. He's going to do it to you, too. He's going to do it to you. Her daddy looked at Paula and reached under her arms. She took a deep breath and held it. He paused, and he looked, and he stood up straight, and he said, ah, forget it. Let's go home. Hush, Rachel. It's all over now. I wasn't going to let you fall. You're such a crybaby. Paula reached for her sister's hand. Rachel would have no parts of it. She jerked it away. That was the end of Chapter 3 and Just a Girl, coming-of-age novel. I hope you uh, enjoyed that. Well, I guess enjoy is not quite the right word. I hope you were moved by that chapter. I was moved when I wrote it, and actually I'm moved every time I read it. As I said earlier in this podcast, you can get it on uh, Amazon or at the Story and Song Bookstore in Amelia or the Dragon and Phoenix Bookstore excuse me, Phoenix and Dragon Bookstore in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a great bookstore. Both of these bookstores are fabulous. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please take time to comment and review. Please take time to let me know what other sorts of podcasts you'd like to hear from me in this show, in the know. I look forward to seeing you again. On, on my podcast radio show. And um, I hope you get a chance to read Just a Girl. Thank you so much.